Welcome to Chapter 1 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Tim Zoff, Health IT Advisor and former CIO. In this segment, Zoff talks about Northwestern's cutting-edge vision to leverage IT to improve efficiency and care quality, how he helped forge a new path for the CIO as a true business leader, and what he did to establish trust with clinicians. Hi, Tim. Thank you so much for taking some time to speak with Health System CIO. Pleased to be here, Kay. So um, when you and I uh, got to, to meet briefly at, at Chime, we talked about uh, doing this and, and talking about some of what you've seen in, in, your, in your career um, as far as how the CIO role has changed. But I, but I wanted to talk first a little bit about your time at Northwestern. I mean, you were there for, uh, uh, what, 20 years or so? Yeah, 22 years. Okay. Um, and uh, so 20, guess... years as, 20 years as a health system CIO. Okay. So I can imagine some really uh, big changes during that time period. Um, when did you first start? I started there in 1993. And were you hired into the CIO role? Yeah, I was actually hired in as the first uh, corporate CIO executive. So I was the first technology leader and CIO that was a member of the C uh, senior management team. Before that, it was a director-level role. Okay. And uh, I, I imagine that uh, some of the thinking behind that was just what needed to happen as far as the uh, EHR journey? Yeah, you know, where, where Northwestern was, and I think this is where a lot of the industry uh, recognized it needed to be, is that, you know, technology was, on, was beginning to get on the radar screen of academic medical centers leading health systems in the early, 19, in the early 90s. You know, we recognized that adoption of technology was going to be required for us to be a leading health system. It was clear that from both academic research and, and you know, being a, a knowledge-generating institution, we needed better information. But it was also clear to us that um, the healthcare enterprise, not unlike other leading service industries, was beginning to adopt um, uh, digital technology quite rapidly. So the Northwestern um, recognized that in order to really have a strategy, in order to be able to have the level of leadership it needed, it needed a member of the executive team that was, you know, a recognized technology leader and CIO. And one of the things with Northwestern, I think this is true with, with leading healthcare organizations, is we, we've benefited from great governance. So we had, you know, leaders in the city of Chicago that were members of our board and actually members of companies that had used technology successfully and were beginning to use it in their own businesses and recognized that, you know, they too needed to coach Northwestern on how healthcare could position itself for being, you know, a leading industry using, using technology. And, and one of the initial responses, of course, was to make sure that they had a, a, a peer on the, on the senior executive team that could advance the strategy, build a team, think about this from a long-term perspective. I think the other piece of it was that we had made a commitment in early 1993 to build one of the more advanced healthcare facilities in the country. Um, so our commitment, Kate, back to 93 was we recognized by the end of that decade we were going to build a new 2 million square foot um, medical center. And that medical center, um, you know, which turned out to be Galter Feinberg, 
um, needed to be positioned for the 21st century and making sure that that building was not only advanced clinically but advanced technologically um, was an important goal for how that building would be built. So it was really the confluence of those things, recognizing where healthcare was, it was behind, it needed technology leadership, the idea that we were going to build a building for the 21st century. And there was a belief by our academic clinicians that in fact, um, technology was a way to improve efficiency and quality in healthcare. Although there were some early, you know, there were very early adopters back then, some leading academic centers that had really gone down the path of self-development and began to prove this out. But we really had a commitment amongst our medical staff that in fact embracing technology was a way to, a better way to provide care to our patients. Right. Okay. The organization recognizing that the CIO kind of needed to have that, that seat at the table, which people, um, you know, will, like to, will often say, um, I imagine that it was interesting for you kind of being that, that trailblazer, at least at your organization, and uh, I'm sure it was kind of interesting to kind of figure out maybe how to, how to negotiate that or how to really, you know, establish yourself as part of that team. Yes, it was, Kate, and I, I, you know, some of this are my lessons learned from this as I look back, and, and you know, I think there were a couple things. One is they, they really, they, they needed your perspectives and expertise on technology, but as much as anything else, they were looking for you to help lead the business and be a true senior manager leader. You know, the, the, the concept was if, if you're a senior manager in the organization or an executive leader, you ought to be in a position to not only run your own domain, which in my case was technology, but be knowledgeable about the business so that you understood what it was that, that the technology was really going to be used for. So, you know, if they were going to trust you with something that important and technology today back, and even back then was seen as a risky venture, they wanted to really understand that you were a leader that got and understood the business. So. For me, you know, I understood and had, you know, over, over a decade as experience of being a technology leader, what were my early challenges were was to establish myself as a uh, peer senior manager and really demonstrate that I understood the nature of healthcare. That is, the care we provided, the services that, that we offered, um, and be in a position that I could contribute not only just to technology, but could contribute as a member, a full, you know, functioning member of the senior team to really run and advance our business. Right. So how was that something you, you approached, um, you know, the, the, that challenge in establishing yourself as, as this peer manager? Well, you know, I actually looked for opportunities to lead outside of my own domain. So, mm-hmm. you know, early on I would, I would take clinical call. I would look for opportunities to lead committees, to lead process improvement efforts. I chaired our capital committee for years. You know, really, I I would look to my peer leaders to say, how do I get better engaged? What can I learn from you? Yeah. Um, How is it that, you know, I can understand our business better? So I really looked for ways that I could demonstrate my leadership beyond technology. And I, I believe ultimately that helped my credibility as a leader. Yeah. And I still think that's true today. Um, I, I do think that 
um, technology leadership is one of those areas where you have such great visibility in the organization because technology now is used everywhere right. that you know people want your knowledge just not about what the enabling technology brings, but they want your knowledge as an improvement leader, as a manager, as a talent developer, all of those things that are attributes of a senior leader. Right. Okay. You talk about how the organization was, was ripe for change, but um, I, I don't imagine that that necessarily meant that, there were, that the change management piece was going to be easy. So can you talk a little bit about um, you know, how you dealt with that for you know, this pretty significant change in how people were going to do their jobs? You know, and I, and I think as I look back on it, that initial decade at Northwestern and, and a lot of the industry, we were really trying to figure out how to commercially evolve systems, particularly clinical systems, that would, be, that would be effective in patient care. So a lot of that was very early automation of the enterprise. Mm-hmm. I think what really was the catalyst for um, deepening the adoption of technology was quality. You know, it's sort of back to the Institute of Medicine reports in the early 2000s. And when we really recognized that um, we were not as good as we all thought we were, that there were real issues in managing um, the quality of care and healthcare. And we came to the, the conclusion that there was no way to get there on paper. Mm-hmm. That we had to really double down our investment and our adoption in technology and that the pathway to quality was, was through technology. So for us, it was the simultaneous creation of a culture of quality around process improvement, recognizing that you know measuring what it is we do and holding ourselves accountable for our performance, creating this culture of safety throughout the organization, that really gave further energy to our overall information technology plan. Mm-hmm. So I, I would say in the day is done, it's like everything, you, know, you study technology in other, in other industries, it's, it's, never really so, it's never really about the technology. Yeah. It's about recognizing that you have some other imperative in the business that is why you're doing it, and that the technology becomes the essential, one of the essential elements for, for change. So for us, it was really quality and safety and recognizing that having, automating our care processes, having the knowledge of the data that we captured as a byproduct of those care processes and working towards holding ourselves accountable for our performance, really pushed the technology agenda further and faster um, than it had gone that initial decade. Right, okay. It's really speaking to, to what, what really drives people. Yeah, because I would say that people will never sort of climb the mountain or climb the, the hill for technology alone. It has to be about something greater. Yeah. And in healthcare, Ultimately, it comes back to the care of the patient. So anything that, that provides the, the level of, if you will, strategic imperative ultimately comes back to the care and treatment of the patient. And so, you know, our own organization, I think this is true for others, the, the reason that organizations got so behind technology strategy early on was sort of a recognition that we couldn't get there from here and that, that paper-based systems were not good enough and that, in fact, um, technology was going to be a requirement, if you will, a survival strategy for organizations that really chose to provide the highest quality care. Right. 
Now, as as you got deeper into the journey, and you know, I imagine things that maybe some of the, the the challenges were were different in nature. And anything you can recall as being like another real lesson learned, like as as the organization kind of progressed down the path. There's a few things that and I look back on and learn from. Is you have to you have to recognize that you know it's very difficult to get it right the first time. Right. And you have to really engage talented people throughout the organization that you trust that will give you critical feedback um, that, you know, will recognize that, that you're in it for the long term. You know, I, I recall, Kate, several evolutions of working to get our emergency department systems right. And I had a, a, a great leader in um, uh, Jim Adams, who today is the uh, chief medical officer for the health system. And one of the things I remember sitting down with Jim, who was, was very passionate about quality and efficiency and really making sure our emergency department was great, but the tools we had early on were, were, were good but not good enough. Mm-hmm. And my commitment to Jim was, was to say, look, at, we're, we're going to do this project, we're going to install this version of software, but we're going to learn from it, and I'm not going away until this is right. So I'm not walking away at conversion. We're going to walk away when, in fact, your outcomes are what you need it to be. Right. So I think it's important that CIO, CIOs have the same success and incentives that the clinical leaders do. Yeah. You know, it's not good enough for us just to install and walk away. You know, our measures of success have to be the same measure of success of the organization. And we have to be focused on, you know, value and outcome and, and what it means for patient care. So as a, as a CIO, you can't, you can't have measures of success that are different from the organization. Right. So important for me is I wanted to be a trusted partner because I knew very early on that, in fact, the solutions we had needed to improve, that they were not good enough. And the way you gain that trust is you, is you, as you say, you, you have the same goals, you have the same measures. As a CIO, you're a person who gets it, and that you stay with it. And for emergency, emergency systems, we went through several versions, several years. I would tell you they're, they're still working on it today. Um, but the leaders in the organization understand that the technology folks are not there simply to do projects. They're there actually to deliver value to the organization. Right. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.